Welcome to All Aboard with TCT. I'm Jasmine, a tourism student. I'm Jusla, studying retail business. And we are your hosts. Hello, welcome back to another episode. This week we are joined by someone who is known for his passion for the world of culinary arts with over 35 years of experience as a professional chef. He has worked for Michelin-starred restaurants in Europe and spent 26 years with Marriott Hotels here in the GCC. Today, he is going to share his career journey from his passion for food to his experiences as an executive chef in the largest hotel group in the world to his role as the lead instructor for culinary arts at DCT and much more. Christian Biesbrock, thank you for being here with us today in the studio. Thank you very much for having me. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. So to start us off, this is something we usually do in our interviews. Mm-hmm. We have a quick fire this or that challenge. Go so ahead. I'll give you two options and you just have to pick one. Are you ready? Ready. Let's All go. Right. Breakfast or dinner? Dinner. Sweet or savory? Savory. Theory or practical? Practical. Shawarma or burritos? Oh, we got shawarma. you. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Cooking or being cooked for? Being cooked for. Oh, that's, that's interesting. interesting. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> Would you like to share a little bit about it? Yeah, I think you know. I can, I, I can, I rarely go out. To be honest, mm-hmm, at the moment, mm-hmm. um, for lately already, for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I go out, then it's a or I cook at home. Mm-hmm. I cook for friends, mm-hmm. or I go home where it's really worth going out for. Oh. And there is, yeah, there is, in, there is, in my opinion, yeah, very few. Mm-hmm. And it, or it is the, there are some casual. Super places here, some small nuggets. Yeah. Uh, but uh, on on high end, it it is a little bit uh, too much the same. So it's funny. R- I rather cook at home for Aww. friends. It's <laughs> funny because I remember I watched like a show, and it was a chef being interviewed, and he was asked this: mm-hmm. Do you prefer cooking or being, or being cooked, cooked for? for? And he said. I prefer to be cooked for because I'm already doing the cooking mm-hmm. like when I'm working. Yeah. So I want someone else to cook for me when I'm comfortable and resting. Mm-hmm. I, I like I said, I'm, for the weekend, I'm going to cook again at home for friends. And I, I rather do that than going out with them. Mm, yeah. But if I go out, then yeah, if, if it's, mm-hmm. but again, that happens, what do I say, four times a year. <laughs> so that's that very much. few yeah. in between there no, I, I go, of course we go Maya, but I'm, I'm talking about things that are really when you talk about two years from down the line do mm-hmm. you still remember it where you oh. eat and what you eat yeah this is the place what i'm talking about yeah <laughs> all right to start us off we would like for you to tell us on how your career started as a chef um basically i started in the in the pot wash i mm-hmm. mean everybody has when they're when they're young they have a newspaper job mm-hmm. i'm coming from a cold country so i thought mm, that's not really a good newspaper job it's too cold so <laughs> i got the opportunity to work in a restaurant and do the pot wash and the dishwash and i did that for about three years um and started basically uh, that's how i started and of course i was still at school at that time mm-hmm. did a completely different study and then then i rolled basically from one study to another study and finally i started studying culinary mm-hmm. and then yeah as, as you go to the positions uh, uh first as an intern okay. uh internship uh, partly internship so mm-hmm. same as we're gonna do here in the future two days a week to to school to school And then three days a week work or vice versa mm-hmm. and then grow into it. And, and that's how we basically build it up to, to more hours and uh, getting used to it. Mm-hmm. You know? So now you just mentioned like you basically started from the bottom when you started working in the kind of culinary industry. Um, and you, you're now working as uh, basically an instructor here and you've worked as an 
executive chef, and you've opened over four hotels. Yeah. Before we talk about what we simply want you to, you know, please explain what are all the roles in a professional kitchen. Okay, now you start with the commie roles. So basically, you have an apprentice, uh, an apprentice, and you do third commie. That's the same. Um, that's where you start. Then you do a, a second commie where you basically assist all the chefs whenever the needs are. Can it be in any kitchen, hot kitchen, cold kitchen, pastry kitchen? There's no differentiation yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's sort of for the first commie. And then basically, then you come at the level of demi-chef. Mm-hmm. Um, demi-chef, the party is it in fact called. So chef of the section and half chef of the section. Demi mm-hmm. is half in French. So all these terms are basically used all over the world, mm-hmm. except in the States. They have really funny, <laughs> funny, funny <laughs> names for the chefs. So, um, And from there on, uh, when you become a demi-chef, at that time you make a decision. Are you going to work in the pastry or bakery? Or are you going to work in the rest of the kitchen? Because mm-hmm. that's where the separation finds basically place. Mm-hmm. Once you start working in the pastry or at the bakery, then you're basically for always there. That's, that's, it's, it's literally an apples and pear mm-hmm. section. Yeah. You cannot work in the main, in the, in the hot kitchen and later in the pastry. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the techniques, the, mm-hmm. the consistency, the accuracy in pastry is very much mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. you make a decision and then you can be a chef de party cold kitchen or you mm-hmm. can be a chef de party pastry. So, mm. and then you from the chef the party where you basically chef in, in the section, mm-hmm. it can grow up basically if it's a bigger section, you become the senior chef the party, and then you become a sous chef, mm-hmm. basically that you're in charge of several sections. That can be the cold section, that can be the hot section, mm-hmm. can be the butchery, it can be the fish section. Mm-hmm. So, and then, and then from there on, you become an executive sous chef or sous chef or senior sous chef where you're head chef nowadays. Mm-hmm. So where you're going to be in charge of a restaurant or an outlet. Mm-hmm. So you're going to, from A to Z, are you going to be responsible for the outlet? Mm-hmm. Above that, you will find the executive sous chef, who is the assistant of the executive chef. Mm. The executive chef uh-huh. chef doesn't cook that much anymore because mm-hmm. he has to basically be responsible and accountable. And that's the biggest yeah. difference. Um, the executive sous chef is uh, responsible, um, but not accountable. And mm. the executive chef is accountable. So when the numbers are going wrong mm-hmm. at the end of the month, when we sit for the, for okay, how are the numbers looking? Then is the executive chef sitting on the table and he is accountable for all the numbers mm-hmm. that are made or not made. Oh, <laughs> thank you for clarifying oh, yeah. because I know when me and Jessica here were briefing, we're like, yeah. oh, we're what confused. Okay, terms? what is that? Yeah. And what does that do? <laughs> yeah, and then of course, nowadays here, what's also very important, we should not forget, is of course, we have the stewards. That's all the oh, guys yes. who mm-hmm. are cleaning up. But beside that, we have also a hygiene manager, a hygiene wow. officer, mm-hmm. which is in this pl- in this case nowadays everywhere mandatory. Mm-hmm. And um, the, those make sure that, that all the rules are followed. Yeah. The funny thing is also that a hygiene manager or a hygiene officer is not reporting to the executive chef, what mm-hmm. you would think, mm-hmm. but basically this person is reporting directly to the general manager. And this is basically to, to prevent conflict of interest, mm-hmm. to make sure that everything happens safe in, 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 in yeah. a kitchen well. from a point of uh, food safety. So mm-hmm. like coming from that, we can clearly tell like there is a really long line of hierarchy structure in the kitchen, not yeah. even just in the kitchen, in let's say in a restaurant in general. Correct. In a, in a like I said, I'm telling you now for basically from a, from a kitchen perspective, but you have a very similar route mm-hmm. when you're doing that from the from the waiter side, from, mm-hmm. the, from the service side, oh, yeah. because that's also very important. Mm-hmm. And that's why service is, 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 service is technically more important than the kitchen, I always say. Yeah. I'm not allowed to say it, but it is the reality. And the reality mm-hmm. is because um, 
good service can make up for bad food, mm-hmm. but good food can never make up for bad service. So that's I why it I is essential that, yeah. that, sure. that, that there is good service is essential. And that's mm-hmm. why, yeah, that's yeah. why we, we're yeah. trying to get people in the industry and, and understand the importance of good service. Mm-hmm. I personally have excused a lot of places because their service was like, yeah, outweighed same. the food. So I'm like, yeah. it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. You they accept were nice. it. You accept yeah. it. Yeah. You're trying to do your best. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and again, that and, and mm-hmm. can always go wrong. But yeah. even if, if you put the most delicious food on the table and it mm-hmm. looks the most amazing, mm-hmm. but if the people are not friendly and oh, if yeah. they're not For responding sure. to your request and you, you get the wrong order or it goes in the wrong order, or it goes mm-hmm. in the wrong timing no, then you're done and you said I'm not coming back anymore yeah okay. now speaking of the roles in a matter of 10 to 15 years you got promoted from being a commie chef to an executive chef correct so yeah. what are the three of the most crucial lessons you learned in terms of personal motivation and career development cool. it's good career development personal motivation first couple of years yeah it is very it's very tough mm-hmm. it, be sure that you understand it's going to be very tough yeah um, head down Take it on the chin and move on. If anybody criticizes it and anybody has any comments, it, if they're right, if they're wrong, it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You you do not or do rarely go in discussion. If you go in discussion, you would wait until the end of the day or the end of the shift and you mm-hmm. would discuss something but still is in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. But my old boss always said, you got two ears, one to get it in, one to get it out. And then <laughs> filter you. what you need to remember. Yeah. And that's what is essential. It is really essential that you are, there's no discussion in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. There is also, there's only yes, chef. That's very simple. There is, wow. it's, uh, there's no democracy in the kitchen, as I already said. <laughs> it is uh, an autocracy, to say it politely. Mm-hmm. So that's why. And that's what, otherwise, it, it, is, it, it doesn't work. If it's otherwise, yeah. it doesn't mm-hmm. really work. Mm-hmm. Because you're a very, very close team. Mm-hmm. And you rely on each other for 110%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what position you are or how much you get paid. You are each and everybody is equally important in the, in the chain. Mm-hmm. For sure. So for career development, career development, make sure that you say I didn't do that, and it is nowadays absolutely <laughs> essential. But I give it as an example, and that's why I'm really glad glad to give the career. Make sure you keep on moving. Mm-hmm. Stick with somebody for maximum two years, two and a half, then pack your bags. Pack your bags <laughs> and move on again. Mm-hmm. Variety is the spice of life oh, and yes. really important. Keep on moving. Big places, small places, five star, three star, restaurants, anywhere you get caterings. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn from everywhere you learn. And mm-hmm. that's what I said. If it's a short period, stay somewhere for six months, not shorter than six mm-hmm. months. Might get the wrong impression, but I mm-hmm. uh, would say, six months and a maximum two and a half year move on again mm-hmm. and another huge benefit i always say is that um try to do as much countries as you can mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um dubai is of course fantastic because we work here with so many different cultures mm-hmm. big benefit of here and how did you find the transition like do you like easily adapt to the change like yeah very easy and of course i'm of course i've worked big part of my career in the middle east eh? i was in kuwait i was in Egypt, I've been in Tunisia, Saudi, um, all different but similar cultures. Mm -hmm. So, but the funny thing is we work here, as we saw, we work here with, even here in Dubai, with many different nationalities and it makes you, it makes you a lot better person. That's number one, makes you a better person because we found, you find out that the way 
Indian are thinking is not the same as a Filipino, is not the same as a as a as a Westerner. Mm-hmm. So we are very direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, some cultures is that not uh, Arabic culture also. It's very uh, I don't want to say conservative, but they're very it's it's very emotional. If mm-hmm. you make a comment, it can be taken very personal, yeah. which we are. Basically, that's we don't have time for personal things in the kitchen. We we say what is on our mind, and then later we go and in the after the evening we go and have a drink together, <laughs> and that's completely irrelevant uh, because it's about the job, mm-hmm. and that's what you really pick up and learn here, uh, working in a multicultural environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, actually, when we were reading a bit of your introduction in your LinkedIn and even on the college's website, uh, it was mentioned there that you have a passion for large scale catering. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. I mean, I've been, it was not a choice. It's, it's not a choice, but it's somehow I've rolled into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing even the catering here for many, many years for the 24 hours of Dubai. And basically you serve then, uh, intensively, uh, 7,000 people in seven wow. days. Wow. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that is, that's not even that big, or because there are, of course, there are big events like uh, the Medan race course oh, where, yeah. where, mm-hmm. where there are other massive events. But this on a, for, for a kitchen size of where I was working with mm-hmm. only about 30 chefs, is that quite intense? And that is, uh, but it is very, very nice. And also when I was in Kuwait, uh, the weddings are very big over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did weddings okay. uh, easily of a thousand people <laughs> and it's on extremely high level. So oh. you work many, many hours, but the, the, the best thing is the endless creativity. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, you work with an immense team and the, the, the creativity is endless. And that mm-hmm. is the nice thing about the catering. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not only about the food. It's about a lot about presentation. It's about decoration. It's mm-hmm. about the right lighting. It's about the right mood. It's to make sure that the food, the hot food is hot. Mm-hmm. The cold food is cold. Mm-hmm. It is presented in, an, in, in, in a very attractive way. It's in, presented in a way that the guest can actually eat it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you can, you, you don't have to ha- have a knife and a fork if it's a standing reception. Yeah. So all the things you have to think really think through. Of, yeah. But it is once it happens and once you see this ongoing, mm-hmm. it's, Rewarding. it's the, the bus is is unbelievable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just super. Yeah. So like hearing it from you, I can quite tell that you know it's a huge responsibility when you're a part of that thirty staff of kind of responsible for catering. Um, why do you think teamwork, in your opinion, is essential in such a scenario? Oh, teamwork is so important. Like I said, when I was in Kuwait, we had a hundred chefs and a hundred chefs. I was mm-hmm. executive sous over there and we had a hundred chefs over there. So it's even more. But I always say the general manager goes home for a week or on vacation for a week. No difference. <laughs> if the steward goes home or the commie goes home for a week or is sick one day, you will hear everybody on his back legs. Whoa. So and it is really, <laughs> it's really important. So never underestimate the, mm-hmm. as they say, the lowest position on a, no, he is even the executive sous or the sous chef. He can go home or he cannot be there because it's the chef, the parties and, and the demi chefs and the commies who have to put it actually together. Mm-hmm. And then the stewarding team is also an extremely important because they're helping you to set up the buffet, to present everything, to make sure everything goes in the truck when it's the catering. So there is, a, it's, it's, it's enormous machine. And if, and if the working people, the working wheels are missing, mm-hmm. you got a, you got a, you got a problem. You got For a major sure. problem. So teamwork is 
extremely important. Yeah, I agree because like even the Aristotle had mentioned that actually a whole the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Absolutely, absolutely. You can it's impossible because ten people can do one thing, but it mm-hmm. doesn't make the, that doesn't make a hundred things. That's true. Or ten things. No, mm-hmm. they they can do fifteen things. That's so true. Which role do you usually prefer, like being a sous chef or like being responsible or taking accountability as an executive chef? I have to say, yeah, when I was executive chef, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that is, it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit weird. Maybe it's, it's a little bit like drugs. Mm-hmm. I think, because <laughs> you are, there are nights when I had the big events that literally you can't sleep before oh, because mm, it, it goes no. through your head if everything done. Waking up in the middle of the night, did I order this? Is this in? Oh, do we have enough of this? The anxiety. Oh, so the anxiety, no. but again, you know. The, the the bus is 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 second to none. Once it's all running and you see uh, Christmas events, eat mm-hmm. New Year events. Once you have set up all the buffets and all the ice carvings mm-hmm. and all the dry ice and the smoke machines are running around it and your buffet is all set on glass mm-hmm. and 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 slate. Now you know. Once you see that and you make a few pictures, you say, yeah. When you do a Halloween party and the guys oh, are, are basically have ultimate creativity with with yeah. with regards to presentation, sounds like a performance. Like yeah. hearing it about is, it, it is, it is, it like is. I think really it is, it is the, the solai with food, and I think yeah. that's correct. <laughs> I, I, uh, again, when you go here in, in Dubai, also you go to. Uh, uh, you go to Viva, yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and you see the performance over there, like the circle, and that is that's a little bit like the kitchen is, but then with cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, according to you, or or in your opinion, what is the most challenging part of being a chef? Multitasking, oh, doing yeah. doing twenty things at the same time. Oh. I feel like that's for everyone. Tell us about it. You have something in the oven. You have something on the stove. You have something ordered, and a guest <laughs> is waiting. And then you make sure that everything goes out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because I always say, you know, we don't have as in the office an in and an out tray. We have a guest in the restaurant and he wants food and he wants his food mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And he wants it right. Yeah, so, I feel like with food, time sensitivity is really time a big Time sensitivity deal. Is, it is absolutely mm-hmm. yeah, essential. And that's why the multitasking comes in. With chefs having to constantly multitask, there may be instances where you get demotivated due to work pressure. What advice can you offer for young chefs to stay motivated? Basically, it, 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 that's the best lesson. I mean, the hardest days are the best best lessons that you're ever going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, pick up, pick yourself up again, and move on. It's definitely an, a challenge in 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 a, in a I can say almost the generation of nowadays, uh, it's instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the culture and that's, that's, that's what we live in. That's just created around us if we want it or not want it. Mm-hmm. But it is important. You pick yourself up again. And I said, the, the, the more you can put down and the more you stand up, mm-hmm. um, the better it is. Uh, I think if you look at the story of uh, Jack Ma, how many times he failed before he succeeded. And yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. not the only one, but there are many like him. And it is the same in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You have to take it on the chin. Don't take it personal. Never, never take it personal. So if it comes down to that, never take it personal. Yeah. I mean, it sounds sometimes personal and for your emotions and for your culture, uh, it might be personal. But in the end of the day, it's never personal. It's mm-hmm. always basically because of the work. Mm-hmm. And, and on, on the same note, I just can tell you, when I moved to Tunisia, my uh, director of food and beverage, he was there for two weeks and he called me and he said, you want to come over? And I said, of course I'm going to come over. 
En uh, one of my chefs came to me. Said, chef, may I ask you a question? I said, yes. He says, I heard you're going to Tunis to open a new hotel. I said, yes. Yeah, but you go with Mohammed. But if I see you with Mohammed, you're always fighting with him. <laughs> I said, no, we're not fighting with each other. I said, I know he wants the best for the hotel and mm-hmm. I want the best. And he wants it on his way and mm-hmm. I want it on my way. And we come to a compromise, but the results that we are putting together as a team are always amazing. Mm. So it's the higher goal that we serve. That, mm-hmm. and, and that's why we do that. So it's nothing personal because... I told you, I said, I'm, I'm very, and until today, and literally I'm talking, this is 20 years ago. I'm mm-hmm. still very close with him. I'm still close with his kids who are now adults. So, you know, so it is, it is never personal. It's mm-hmm. always about the job. And that is something that is maybe more unique than other jobs in, in a kitchen. Sure. It's always about the job. You're only as good as your last day, which is sometimes good, sometimes bad, mm-hmm. but you're only as good as your last day and your passion. Because, yeah, yes. you have to motivate each other and you have bad days. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have more bad days than good days. Mm-hmm. But one bad day, of, sorry, one good day can make, can make up for five bad days. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. But as a last question, you are currently a lead instructor here at DCT for culinary arts. What is one piece of advice you would give to your students who are possibly starting their careers now or to anyone who wants to pursue this career path? If you start now, basically, um, this is a good opportunity. I mean, the market is at the moment, the sky is the limit because, I mean, there is a huge shortage. There was always a shortage, mm-hmm. but now lately during the COVID and in the coming times, there is a huge shortage of chefs around the world. Uh, there is a huge shortage of service people around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, as a chef, doesn't matter where you're from, doesn't matter what your nationality is, doesn't matter what passport you carry, it's all about the job. So this is something that, and if you have the passion, and that's really essential, do you really want it bad enough? Mm-hmm. It's not that you are the smartest in the class. It's absolutely not required. Mm-hmm. Do you really want it bad enough? And then you have nothing to fear. You will succeed. There's nothing stopping you then. Nothing stopping you. Thank you so much, Chef Christian, for being with us in the studio today. It was really nice chatting with you. Thank you for having me. It was really great. And that is it for this week's episode. We will be back with more of All Aboard with DCT. In the meantime, you can go check us out on our socials at Dubai College of Tourism. Bye.